Welcome to the Top Flight Podcast as we continue our road to Moscow as we're previewing all 32 World Cup teams for the World Cup in Russia. Ori Benatar here with Esteban Bailey, and we are previewing Denmark. Danish Dynamite is back in the World Cup the first time since 2010 when they were in South Africa. Did not do too well. They got one win against Cameroon, but two losses to the Netherlands and Japan eventually knocked them out. This is only their fifth World Cup. You would think they've been in more. We're in 86, 98. They got to the quarterfinals with the Laudrup brothers and, of course, Peter Schmeichel and the round of 16 in 2002 in Japan and South Korea. Denmark's greatest achievement, of course, being winning the European Championships in 1992 as an invite team. Uh, Of course, Yugoslavia could not play in that tournament, so Denmark was invited to be that 16th team, and they ended up winning the whole thing. Denmark was able to qualify for the World Cup through the playoff. They beat Ireland in the playoff to make it into the World Cup, and now they're back, and they've got some pretty good talent, Esteban. They're no slouches. No, they are not. I mean, that's not even... We can go by Christian Eriksen, who's one of the great number 10s in world football. We can look at Kasher Schmeichel, the Premier League winning goalkeeper for Leicester City in 2016. Simon Kier, who's one of the great defenders in La Liga. Thomas Delaney, a great midfielder. Nicholas Jorgensen, a very talented attacker. Andreas Christensen, a very talented def- young defender in Chelsea. Daniel Vaz. Nicholas Bentner, he might come back. Who knows? Maybe not, but I hope so for the Lord. Out that, there. that was my next question. Is Nicholas Bettner going to another World Cup? He scored in 2010. I pray every night that Nicholas Bettner could come back and play at the 2018 World Cup. It would be so amazing. He could. He would not even get off the bench, and I would still be super happy to see the Lord in flesh and blood. Oh, I, oh God. I, I mean, so. I'm just thinking about the the possibility of Nicholas Bettner and Paul Pogba being on the same pitch together and oh. having a having a go at each other that Magic. would be that'd be incredible yeah I mean the other strikers for Denmark Yusuf Poulsen's had a pretty good season with Red Bull Leipzig 23 mm-hmm. years old helped them finish second in the Bundesliga last year Andreas Cornelius and Atalanta pretty solid young striker to take a look at Denmark's schedule they're going to open up the tournament on that beautiful four game Saturday on June the 16th if there's anything better in the world it's having four World Cup games on the same day not happening simultaneously because then you have to do the double TV action. So Denmark playing Peru on June the 16th, then play Australia on June the 21st. And then you've got a little reunion match on June the 26th, Christian Eriksen against his Tottenham teammate goalkeeper, Hugo Lloris. Yes, it's going to be a very interesting group. I mean, Denmark has a very, very, very straight path to get to the round of 16. Peru is a good team from South America, very strong, but not as strong as Brazil or Uruguay or some of the top teams in South America. They're certainly the worst team to come from South America in this World Cup. And Australia, they barely qualified from the Asian qualification. And their pedigree in the World Cup, while they have some great Tim Cahill goal highlights, they're not exactly a superpower when it comes to the World Cup. Now, the French game... That's going to be the tasty one, the most exciting one. France is going to go all out. They're going to try to beat this Denmark team into the ground. And Denmark, they're very good at counterattacking, as we saw against the Irish in the uh, playoff. Christian Eriksen can really dominate a game like almost no one else in this uh, tournament. He's very exciting. They have a lot of interesting, very technically sound, but also very mobile midfielders that can make the game really tight and very tense for most of these teams. So I'd be very curious to see how Denmark is able to perform. 
I'm curious too. And Denmark is always one of those teams, whenever they get into a major tournament, that you're just like, okay, I'm curious how they're going to do. They didn't get to the Euros in 2016 after getting knocked out in the group stage in 2012, where they actually beat uh, Portugal in that group, losing to Germany. And no, they beat Holland in that first game. They lost to Portugal and Germany in 2012 at the European Championships. And this is going to be their first major tournament since that Euros in 2012. It's been a while since we've seen Denmark in the big stage. They weren't at the World Cup last time out in 2014. They didn't, they made it in 2010. They didn't make it in 2006. So you would expect with, you know, this much talent that this Danish team would be appearing in these tournaments more. But now you're sort of in the position of uh, like the 1998-1992 teams where you have a Schmeichel in goal, Kasper Schmeichel, not his father in any sense of the word. I mean, he's a very, very good goalkeeper. 31-year-old Kasper Schmeichel, he's very solid. He's not a bad keeper. He's a Premier League winning keeper just like his dad at Man United. But you have a midfield with Christian Eriksen and William Kvist, two very good players. Not the same as Michael and Brian Laudrup, and you ha don't have a striker the likes of Yondal Thomason, but... Joseph Poulsen is not bad, so this and Denmark team is... we also have forgotten is... about an X-Factor in Casper Dolberg, a star from Ajax, who is a very talented... He was being linked with teams like such as Real Madrid and Barcelona, but he never... He stayed at Ajax and has had a slightly mediocre season, but he still has a lot of talent, and he might be a surprise addition to this Denmark national team. Yeah, only 20 years old. He will be turning 21 on October the 6th. So, I mean, with this group, I th I'm seeing... I'm seeing Denmark as a potential Cinderella. That's very because interesting. Christian, because Christian Eriksen can take over games the way we've seen him do in the past, Denmark could really wipe the floor with Peru and Australia, and they could honestly upset whichever team they play out of Group D because they could be playing the likes of Iceland or Croatia teams they're familiar with since they're both from Europe or even Nigeria, maybe Argentina. I mean, those are the only four teams they could possibly play. So I'm kind of being a, like a John Madden here <laughs> with, with that uh, uh, description. But I think Denmark could beat any one of those four teams in Group D in the round of 16. They could get to the quarterfinals. I think it's possible for them to get to the quarterfinals. I just think that they're going to be, they're going to have a tough group in terms of the teams that are going to, they're going to play. Like Peru is a very defensively sound team and Denmark is better as a counterattacking team and letting Christian Eriksen just jumpstart that attack from the midfield when they steal the ball. But Peru is not going to give them that, that satisfaction. Peru is going to play deeper. They're going to hold the line. They're going to hope that they can hit that ball forward to Jefferson Farfan, who is a type of player that a lot of Danish defenders probably are not you know familiar with. I mean, he's very quick. He's very skilled. He's surprisingly clinical in the international stage when in the Copas he's always very a very talented player although he plays in Russia and he's had a kind of a stop and start club career for Peru he's always been a very consistent performer and Australia well Australia is not exactly a, as I've said before they're not exactly a powerhouse but they do have players that play in the Premier League and the championship uh, they are at least capable of upsetting or drawing with Denmark. So I think it's interesting with Denmark. They could go to the quarterfinals. They have the talent to potentially surprise a lot of teams, but they could also come in third. They could surprisingly come just not make the round of 16, which I, I would say that you and I both expect them to do that in this group. I would expect them to also. I, I just don't think that Denmark will lose to, Pan, to Peru, Australia, is going to be one of those teams that have the possibility of having zero points in the entire tournament. Australia, I don't think, is winning a game in that group. I think even they lose to Peru because Peru is just 
they're running on emotions, and I think that Australia game will be the game for Peru that they can get a win and you know make make all it worth it. All the hard work they had in the in the intercontinental playoff against New Zealand worth it to be able to play. Now New Zealand's arch rivals in Australia is pretty fascinating. But Denmark and France is going to be one of the best games in the tournament. That's going to be a really really fun game to watch. The Hugo Lloris Christian Eriksen reunion is pretty fun too. But uh, let's do our predictions. So most amount of points. Denmark can get in this group. Is it six? Can they not beat France or could they get seven? No, I think it's I think it's six. I don't think they can beat France. I think it would be an entertaining game. I think it could be like a three two or a four three. I think Denmark can score goals and France is very leaky at the back. Uh, but I do think that Denmark realistically should beat Peru. Will they? Maybe. I think Peru I rate Peru pretty highly. I think they're a very talented team, but I think Denmark has the ability to beat them. And of course, Australia's mm, this is one of the worst Australian teams to ever come to the World Cup. The Australians might feel confident that they could get out of the group for the first time in many years, but I think the Danish are are going to take care of them pretty easily. Yeah, I'm saying I'm saying 7. I think Denmark could tie France, especially France likely going to be in the position of having six points going into that last game. Uh, Didier Deschamps could say, all right, let's put in some of our uh, young guns. But even France's B team is probably better than Denmark's A team because France has so much depth. But even then, I think France will take their foot off the gas, get ready for the knockout stages in that Denmark game after probably getting wins against Peru and Australia. And I think Denmark could maybe squeeze out a draw and get seven points and finish second. But I think because of the matchups in Group D, Denmark could even get into the uh, quarterfinals because Argentina, again, not a very good Argentina side in this World Cup. They're a little bit overrated. So if Argentina does finish first and play Denmark, Denmark could beat them. And if Denmark, by some, if Argentina doesn't finish in first in the group and you have the likes of maybe Croatia finishing first, Denmark could beat Croatia. Croatia is not invincible like so many people think Argentina can be. So I think Denmark could get to the quarterfinals possibly. I think it's I think it's in the cards. I think I think you could be right. I think it's possible for Denmark to surprise everyone, but that's the key word. I think it would, would be surprising for Denmark to get out of the round of 16 because I do think that Nigeria, Iceland, and Argentina, and Croatia, one of those four teams, whomever they play, I think they can be Denmark. Denmark is not a pushover, but I don't think those teams would see Denmark as a pushover either, and I think they could beat them. I say round of 16 is realistic for them. Yeah, round of 16, probably the likely spot for this Danish dynamite team. We'll see what they can do. They've got two friendlies before they start the World Cup, playing June the 2nd against their arch rival Sweden, and then against Mexico on June the 9th in Baranby after their trip to Stockholm. And then they open up the tournament against Peru as Denmark is back in the World Cup. And we will be continuing our road to Moscow. Make sure to check out all the previews for all 32 of our World Cup teams. And we'll be releasing them uh, throughout the days before the World Cup as we continue the Top Flight Podcast, Road to Moscow.